Hi, I'm Mary Papaya. Welcome to the Business Day podcast. I'm joined today with our political editor, Hadria Omaji, and we're at the ANC's 55th elective conference. Hadra, a delayed start. We saw people complaining. We saw a lot of protest. But finally, the president delivered his address. Tell us what went on inside there. Well, we saw looks of absolute shock on the faces of all the president's men. They did not expect his speech to be disrupted almost from the start. And it seems as though they didn't think either load shedding or pala pala was a big deal. Uh, We saw their stony faces in reaction, them simply perplexed and puzzled and saying that the disruptions were orchestrated by Ramaphosa's political opponents. But I walked around the room and I saw the signs which clearly said load shedding. I heard the chants which clearly said pala pala. And yes, there was disruption from KwaZulu-Natal, where um, the the vast majority of Ramaphosa's opponents I expected to come from, but I walked the length and breadth of the plenary a few times, and there were people disrupting and booing the speech of the president in almost every province. up, we saw the KwaZulu-Natal provincial leader um, go up to the stage and, and apologize. What went down there? So let's not forget, this is an environment where people who broke with ANC discipline and who um, uh, broke with the party line and the party directive just a few days ago in Parliament when they said uh, the president should be impeached over Palapala, while the ANC decision was that uh, they do not accept the Justice Global Report. They, they've been disciplined. They can, they can expect to sit before a disciplinary committee and explain themselves. So that is the environment we are in. I'm sure the KZN delegation of the ANC would also note that the entire country is watching. There were diplomats from around the world in the room. There was big business in the room. And as Ramaphosa himself said, it was uh, he, uh, the, the disruptions were embarrassing the ANC. Now, it's not the first time the KZN leadership have done this when Ramaphosa was down in KZN. Um, he... Um, he thought he was going to be booed. His close allies told him he was going to be booed, and the KZN leadership intervened to ensure he spoke at the provincial conference there. So it's about the ANC. However, I think Ramaphosa may have it wrong when he says um, that the disruptions of delegates are, are creating a bad impression or a bad look for the ANC. The reality is, this is not his conference. This is a conference of branches, and the branches should be able to have their say if they are unhappy with the president. Another interesting point, we saw Zuma come in, and um, what would you make of the kind of support that that he received coming in? It took me a little while to remember, but this is exactly what happened in 2007. Uh, As Beki started speaking, Jacob Zuma caused the disruption. The disruption, though, in 2007 was much louder, much more united, and much bigger against Jacob Zuma. 
a sizable portion of the plenary across all provinces did stand to disrupt the president's speech, either through chanting or banging on the tables with their water bottles, but it was not by far the majority. So let's look at what can we expect going forward tomorrow? What do you expect? Everyone's saying it's too close to call. It's a numbers game. Um, some in the Zweli camp, very confident. Others in the CR camp, also confident. What's your sense of what's going to happen in the next 24 hours? So we were in the midst of state capture in 2012 when the former president, Jacob Zuma, won an 80% majority at the ANC's conference in Mangaon. I don't think President Ramaphosa is going to get an overwhelming majority, but it is not conclusive as to whether or not there will be a serious contest. A lot depends on behind-the-scenes negotiations currently taking place. Business Day broke a story this morning that those closest to Ramaphosa, uh, the likes of the minister in the presidency, Monle Gungubela, the likes of uh, chairperson of the ANC, Grede Mantashe, uh, we're trying to force Ramaphosa to uh, choose the likes of Senzo Mkunu, Water and Sanitation Minister, Gwede Mantashe, uh, or, and as well as Fikile Mbalula, Transport Minister, to be his running mates. If that happens, then the president is in big trouble because he would lose the support of provinces he needs uh, and he would alienate, for example, Gauteng if he goes against Paul Mashatile or Limpopo if he goes against Stan Matabata. So it's actually all in the president's hands. How he, he plays the behind-the-scenes negotiations will determine whether he wins or whether he loses and by what majority he wins. Now, someone in the context, William Kieser, has been very silent throughout this. Mm. Ramaphosa has not said much, but he appears to have a loud voice, and that is coming from people around him. What do you think is going through William Kieser's mind at this stage? Right now, it's anybody's game, right? Behind-the-scenes negotiations at this point could still give us Democratic consensus, Ramaphosa president, Zuelim Kizeh deputy president. I think everyone is playing their cards very close to their chest and simply will react to the move that others make. Now, what's important in this conference is not the opening session, open session happening now. It's the section on credentials, because decides, that decides on whether every voting delegate is legitimately in the room. And based on that, they'll be then doing calculations overnight before nominations, either late tonight or tomorrow. And during the nominations, we will see exactly who has what support. It's still anybody's game. The behind-the-scenes negotiations and Ramaphosa's posture in those negotiations will determine if he wins or if he loses. Uh, and what happens to the ANC and the country However, what is apparent from today's, the open session, opening session at today's conference is that Ramaphosa has gotten a dose of reality. And perhaps all those jostling for positions within his, as well as his opponent's camp, should keep in mind that perhaps they're fighting heart, a tooth and nail to sit in the opposition benches come 2024. Hadra, certainly a watershed moment for us and the next 24 hours will be quite interesting. Uh, from the Business Day podcast team on the floor, it's goodbye for now until later.